Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash pkmncast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 166th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today on this lovely Sunday morning, I have Will. Well, first off, it's Sunday afternoon, and second off, I'm very mad at you. Once again, week after week, my anger at you increases because you talked with Travis about Hoopa, and I don't get to talk about Hoopa now. Travis and I Hoopa Hoopa'd it up. Oh, I get no Hoopa. Well, I mean, you can say something about Hoopa if you want to. No. Time has passed. Move on. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we're going to move on to our another guest, a, a new voice for you guys. As as we discussed many, many of shows in the past that we're going to have some Kickstarter guests on the show. They paid to be here, as they should. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but today we have... Uh, <laughs> Today we have uh, Vince with us. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, thank you for being on. Vince, we'll run you through a couple standard welcome questions as we do with everyone. Starting off with, uh, when did you start playing Pokemon? Uh, I started playing Pokemon uh, with Red and Blue way back in middle school. All right, Red and Blue. Did you ever have a drop-off, like stop playing at some point? Oh, yeah, of course. The, probably the standard drop-off of... Uh, Ruby and Sapphire, because I was too cool for Pokemon at the time. <laughs> Weren't we all? Picked, and then picked it back up when Diamond and Pearl came out, and I've been playing then ever since. Sweet, cool. Uh, what about when did uh, when did you start listening to the show? Fairly new listener, fairly old listener. Uh, probably about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're, you you regretted it ever since. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Uh, final question. Uh, what is your favorite Pokemon so our listeners can clearly uh, relate to you based off that one important question? Of course. Uh, my favorite Pokemon is... Oh, my God! <gasps> I'm shocked. <laughs> the first Pokemon in the Pokedex. Yep. Say. <laughs> Any particular reason you like uh, Bulbasaur? Uh, it was just my first starter when I first started playing, and I've just had... Attachment to it ever since. Okay. Likes it on the anime, everything. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a fair reason. Bulbasaur mm-hmm. is cool. For our listeners, we have a pretty standard show for you guys today. No, no magical new segments or anything, but we'll, we'll start with some news and then we'll take a break and we'll come back to talk about some Pokemon Rumble World. Uh, that is the free to play game that launched about two weeks ago on the eShop. And then yeah, after about that, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Yep. 
And then after that, we have uh, both item of the week and Pokemon of the week for you guys. Uh, so I guess we can just dive right into things and go right into some news. And the first bit of news is actually related to Pokemon Rumble World. There are two new codes that are available. And uh, we know you guys love when we read off numbers, so we're going to do that for you guys this week. Uh, and like I said, we'll get to Pokemon Rumble World in the second segment, but if you haven't done so already, you can redeem a Clefki or a Dual Blade. Is that how you say it? Dual Blade? Doblad. Doblad. <laughs> the old Either one, I think. Oh, man. they they It's misspelled on on our website. <laughs> oh, yeah. The B and the L are switched over. Hey, we have, you know... <laughs> it's a dull dull blade. The dull blade. <laughs> you can get both Klefki and Dull Blade here. Once you reach level four in Pokemon Rumble World, for Klefki you can enter nine two nine five five zero three six. And for the old D blade, that is gonna be two seven one four eight four zero six. And you'll get uh both those Pokemon. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, the last two Pokemon, what was it? Pancham and... Um, uh, little guy. Smeargle. Smeargle. Yeah. Smeargle's uh, not so great. No, he's not that good. But uh, Pancham, pretty good in the first couple levels because his attack is so high. Yeah, he did work for me. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Next bit of news for those TCG people that listen. Uh, there are some Jirachi gym challenge promos that hit japan so if what that usually means is it takes three to six months for these cards to make it to the states but if you like tyranitram tyranitrum trantrum t-trum ex that uh that pokemon got revealed as a dragon type with 180 hp the ability tyrant fang damage from this pokemon's attacks isn't affected by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. And then for a fighting... Metal. Oh, that's a type in the TCG. For a fighting metal, metal, and colorist, you can do Dragon Impact for 190 damage, and you have to discard three energy cards attached to this Pokemon. Is it fighting or is it fire? Uh, I don't know. It's It could be fire. The scan is really low quality. Yeah, I noticed that myself. Uh, we also have a Jirachi, which is... Uh, 160 HP for colorless Stardust. Stardust. Choose one special energy attached to the opponent's active Pokemon and discard it. If you dis if you discard an energy in this way, prevent all effects of attacks, including damage done to this Pokemon, by attacks during your opponent's next turn. I like that. That is pretty cool. And then for a metal and colorless Dream Dance, 30 damage. Both po- active Pokemon are now asleep. Useless. Very useless. And then a Dragonair, uh, 80 HP. If you didn't know, it evolves from Dratini. Uh, for a Grass Shed, heal 30 damage from this Pokemon. And for a Grass Lightning and Colorless Slam, 60 damage times the number of heads, flip two coins, uh, yada, yada yada. Well, with yada. the uh, Flip Teeny back in rotation, those those kinds of attacks are a little better. Yeah, it's still, it's still. I mean, most people won't even be playing Dragonair because you would rare candy right to Dragonite. Hmm. 
Rare Candy's not retired? Oh, no, yeah. I don't think they ever retired Rare Candy. I heard Mewtwo EX got retired, though. No. No? He's still in the Incorrect. format? Yeah, because he was part of the Legendary Treasures. That didn't get rotated out? I don't believe so. I thought not it yet. just did. Or it's going to be rotated out this... Probably at the end of this year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vince, n- never a TCG player on your end? Uh, no. Uh, just the Game Boy Color game way back when. But, but have you have you ever tried to play Vanguard? <laughs> no. Oh. Do you still play that, Will? I mean, I, I never gave up my cards because it's a game that I like and I would like to get back to it. And my whole thing that I was going to talk about Hoopa was that the Unbound Hoopa looks like one of the arts from a Vanguard card. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Hoopa Unbound kind of reminds me of a Yu-Gi-Oh character. It's very scary looking. Yeah, but we, we're not allowed to talk about it. you. You and Travis had that conversation <laughs> last time, so I didn't yeah. say we're not allowed to talk about it. What do you have? Like, do you have strong feelings of Hoopa? Is it a Pokemon you can relate to? I just think it's the scariest looking Pokemon that has ever existed. It looks scarier than Giratina. Hoopa Unbound. Yeah, Hoopa Bound just looks super cheese. Did did any of you two watch the trailer? Uh, I've watched several trailers for it. I don't know, Vince. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. I, my next question was going to be: If what did you think of Hoopa's American voice? <laughs> the, yeah, it's not as good as the Japanese one. If you've watched any of the Japanese trailers, but I think the important thing to notice that most people might not pick up—it's kind of revealed in this movie—is that it's Hoopa's. Ra- so, if you have gotten far enough in Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. Uh, you know that you access the legendary Pokemon through these rings that appear in the Mirage spots. And it turns out that those are Hoopa's rings. Mm. Right? Hoopa casts the rings and pulls the legendaries through them. But you can't you can't catch all the legendaries in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. You can catch quite a few of them. Okay. Alright, that's fair, I guess. But they don't they don't show Hoopa at all in the in the game. Not yet. Okay. That DLC that may never come because we wanted DLC the last like three games and got nothing. Yeah, but you know what? We get plenty of DLC for Pokemon Shuffle. That's Isn't that true. interesting? <laughs> Vince, you a Shuffle player? I am. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah. How far you've gotten? Have you gotten? Uh, I think I'm stuck on like level ninety. Oh, dude. <laughs> can I send you? So can we trade some Pokemon? I can help you out there. Level ninety. <laughs> I mean, I was feeling bad because I'm stuck at 165. 165, is that um, melodic? Mecha, Mecha Gengar. Oh, man. I just, I, I cannot, because I will not use power-ups, so I just can't get past it. Oh, you're going to have trouble when you get to Onyx then. Stop. Like, you have to use d- disruption, disruption, otherwise you're not going to get past Onyx. No, I'm going to use Blastoise. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I did find out. So I, I caught Mewtwo this past week in in Pokemon Shuffle, but I haven't played much since. But if you S-rank every stage that is currently available, not counting Expert or Special, it will unlock uh, Genesect in the Expert field. Really? Yeah. But- oh, wait, okay. So I haven't touched the Expert ones because I've always been like, I want to get through the main game first. 
do you get like legendary Pokemon in the expert games and then you can bring them into the main game? Yeah, so Pokemon and expert appear based on how many S ranks you've done in the whatever the main stages. So the more S ranks you get, the more expert stages open. So I think it starts with like Absol, Rotom, something else, and then it goes into Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur. And then I think you get Blaziken, Sceptile, whatever the evolved form of... Yo, no, Sceptile. And then, was it Marshtomp? And then I think you get Zapdos, Articuna, Moltres. And then you get Suicune, Entai, Raikou. Man, I need to start doing these expert levels. I've been trying to accomplish (laughs) stuff with these crappy little Pokemon. And then... like, when do I get a Blastoise? Yeah, he's pretty early on, and then you get, I think after that, I think you get Heatran, Xerneas, Yvatel, Mewtwo, Genesect. Wow. That's why a lot of people, if you looked at people's teams for the Mega Blastoise competition, uh, it was usually Mega Ampharos, because that was the only Mega Electric in the game at that point. Oh, and his Mega Attack is so garbage. Oh, no, I love his Mega. It's really good for, I, like, ice freezing stages. Why? Because it just rips through the ice. Well, kind of. But it's kind of like a random lightning pattern. Yeah, it's always random. Um, so those teams were Mega Ampharos, uh, Sceptile, which was part of the expert stage, Raikou, which was part of the expert stage, and then Zapdos. Right, right, oh, yeah, Raikou is expert. I need to play these expert stages. Wow, I've been wasting my time. <laughs> Oh, I don't like the expert stages because you have to be quick, and I like to take my time and think. Wait, are they the same as the timed ones where you have to be able to move stuff while it's dropping and all that biz? Yeah, yep. all the experts are timed. <laughs> Lost interest. You've just it's it's super easy. So all you have to do when you go in is just only focus on matching to get your mega, and then. Just match your mega as often as possible, and if you don't have enough, just match anything. You don't have to. You don't have to think about dropping or setting up. Just just keep matching, and then it will because bricks or because Pokemon fall enough, it'll do the matching on its own. Bricks. The Pokemon faces. Bricks. Yeah. Bricks. The bricks. They'll brick it up. All right, Puyo Puyo Tetris lovers, and I know both of you are. Oh. <laughs> They are not bricks. It's like the only two people in the world who imported Puyo Puyo Tetris from Japan. Steve and Vince. Hey, I'm just giving you sick Pokemon Shuffle tips and tricks. You just said bricks. You know, bricks. Puyas. (laughs) Puyos. Tetromites, however the Tetris things are called. Tetraminos? Yeah. (laughs) See, Vince has my back here, Will. Yes, because you you two are the only two people in this country who imported Puyo Puyo Tetris. I actually bought a PlayStation 4 just for that game. What Puyo, is wrong with you? Puyo, Puyo Tetris is so legit. Destiny is so is. much better. I mean, Destiny's good, don't get me wrong. But Puyo Puyo. Plus, it's amazing to say. Puyo mm-hmm. Puyo. <laughs> is there online play? Uh, I think yes, so. but... I think you're being connected to people in Japan, so I can't play with my friends. Yeah, and they're probably pretty good. Yeah. 
Also, I can't I can't read the menus. I just know where the single player is, and I know where the multiplayer is. Well, there's a wiki. Oh, I know there are also there are also people who have translated the story because there is somewhat of a story in that game. <laughs> and I'm sure they talk about it on Reddit. <laughs> that know. terrible website. <laughs> moving moving on from what we love, uh, a new Pokemon Center is opening in Hiroshima. I definitely said that right. Hiroshima? Yeah. Maybe. Okay, maybe not. Uh, this is the ninth Pokemon Center that will be opening uh, in Japan this summer. It will be located in the Sogo Hiroshima Shops main building, which is on the sixth floor. And the store mascots will be Pikachu and Shiny Gyarados. There are currently eight Pokemon Centers in Japan, one in Tokyo, which opened in 1998, and then it moved in 2007, and then it moved again in 2014, and it was renamed Pokemon Center Mega Tokyo. Uh, There's one in Nagoya, Nagoya, one in... I don't know why I'm trying to pronounce all these. I'm not even going to (laughs) try to help you out. I'm just going to keep going. I've committed. Uh, One in... Fuki Fukuka. That was real bad. Uh, one in Sapar Sapporo. One in Yokohama. Oh, I got that one right. One in Osaka. Sapporo, like the beer. I didn't know there was a beer named Sapporo. Yeah. We should get, we should get uh, Andrew on here. He lives in Japan. He knows how all these are That's pronounced. That's true. Well, uh, if you can pay the bill. <laughs> uh, Tohoku, 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 and Tokyo Bay, which means it's underwater. <laughs> the underwater Pokemon Center, and that's uh, that's pretty much all we have for news. Nothing too exciting. I'm trying to think if anything else happened this week, but I don't think so. Yep, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm nothing. All right. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, and we will come back and talk about some Pokemon Rubble World. And we are back from our break to talk to you guys about Pokemon Rumble World, which is uh, the 3DS eShop free-to-play game, freemium game, as some call it. I've I felt like I've done enough talking, so I'll just I'll just throw it to you. <laughs> That's all you have to say. So uh, the description of Pokemon Rumble World is it's really more of an arcade-type game. Um, for playing Pokemon, where you're really mashing A and B to do attacks and status uh, attacks um, based on whatever Pokemon toy that you have wound up to send out and accomplish your missions for you. I, I've been playing it as much as I can, but you know, Pokemon Shuffle takes up more of my time. Uh, but I think I'll be switching over to Rumble World once I finally finish Pokemon Shuffle. Um, and I think the better feature... So, so one thing that had confused me about Pokemon Rumble World was how it's you know it's free to play, but how do you like get more of the Poke Jewels, Poke Diamonds that you need in order to buy balloons to take you to the different areas of po- the Rumble World? 
And basically what it is, it's based on StreetPass and SpotPass. So you have to make sure that you have StreetPass and SpotPass turned on for this game. And basically, I don't know like how it identifies which people to pull in from SpotPass, but um, if you have a lot of friends on your 3DS, I have 100 friends on my 3DS, so I know I've, I've really been benefiting from it. It'll just like pick some of them and bring them into your game so you check your visitors at the start of the game. And then for every five visitors that you get, you get one Poke Diamond. Um, and then you can get Poke Diamonds for people you pass on Street Pass. And also you're allowed one call a day, which basically just pulls three people who are playing on the internet into your game. And then that all counts towards getting a Poke Diamond. Um, but there's other nice things like you can, if you have people you pull in from Spot Pass that are in your game, you can. Uh, you can turn them into characters from the game, like magicians and thieves and stuff like that. And uh, and um, they can also teleport you to different areas of the game. Right, because right, when, you, when you take a balloon to go to a certain area, the balloons are all defined that they go to certain areas. It's somewhat randomized where your balloon will land. But if you have friends in your courtyard, you can ask a friend to take you. Your friend can offer to take you to a specific landing area so that if you, you don't have to do the random balloon dealy. Um, there's a cost for that, but it's actually not too bad. But it's, it's a lot of fun because you're kind of like interacting with Pokemon more directly and in a 3D way, and which you know we haven't done in a long time. Um, where it's you as your me is actually interacting with the Pokemon that you capture and collect. Uh, so I like it. I like that uh, that interactivity and the kind of like you're playing with friends, but you're not playing with friends directly. You're just pulling them into your game. And it's just button mashing, so you don't have to think too hard about strategy and stuff like that. So Vince, what's, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I really like it as well. It's I like the simplicity of the game. As you mentioned, it's just run around, hit the A button, sometimes hit the B button, um, just get Pokemon with bigger numbers of their power level. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, as you go, you keep collecting Pokemon with higher power levels. That's it, right? <laughs> uh, and the other thing I really like is actually how they're doing the free-to-play method, where um, you can also buy the Poke Diamonds with real money, but if you buy, um, what is it, 3,000 Poke Diamonds, which is about 30 bucks, it just won't let you buy anymore, and then it just starts handing you diamonds for free. Oh, really? So yep. So you can, like, buy the full game if you want to. That, I, I wish I had known that. I, I might actually do that. This game is worth $30 to me. <laughs> well, but also because, right? Because, you know, Pokemon Shuffle, you can't capture all the Pokemon yet, all 719. You can get all 719 in Pokemon Rumble World. And what's also really fun, which I forgot, uh, people that you bring in via Spot Pass. Um, if you enter different levels, they might be in the level, and then you have to save them from the Pokemon that are attacking them, and then they follow you around and throw things at you. So that's a lot of fun because then you see your friend, and it's like, oh, there's you know Daniel, and I've got to go save Daniel from the Pokemon, and then then he follows, and he's like, here, take an X defend, and it lands on your head, and your your defense goes up as as X defend would. Um, or they also do HP stuff. I haven't seen other things. Have you seen other things, Vince? I've, I've only ever seen X defend and uh, and HP. Uh, I've seen speed as well, which is very helpful. Hmm. I guess that's at the higher levels. How far have you gotten? 
Uh, I've only completed the first two challenges. I'm like rank 12. All right. I have completed zero challenges and I'm rank like one. Oh. I think Steve, I'm, have you played it all? or? Yeah, I'm rank five or six. I have uh, all three of the first islands opened the grass, water, and fire islands. And then I think I did that first challenge in the castle. What was it like? Try to complete in like 180 seconds and do super effective moves. Like it had like four bullet points. Is that what you guys were referring to for the challenges? Yeah. 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 Yep. I think that first one is what gets you mega evolution, right? No, I don't think you get Mega Evolution until much later in the game. Oh, okay. Well, there is Mega Evolution in the game somehow, so yeah. that'll be an interesting mechanic to find out. Yeah, I, I haven't hit in, I haven't hit a point in the game where like I couldn't do anything, where I needed to buy more diamonds or anything like that. I don't know if that point exists, but it seems like the balloons cycle fast enough where you could just keep rotating those three elemental islands. Well, and different things will appear on the same island after you defeat it uh, multiple times. Like, you know, the first time you uh, have the Flabebe Island, and then that becomes uh, a different Pokemon. I don't remember which one it turns into. <laughs> I think it's just random. Oh, well, but there's still more than th- just three. So, yeah. you know, there's reasons to keep going back on your balloon and try. And you you don't, every time you defeat uh, the Pokemon, you don't necessarily get it to capture. So there's also reasons to go back and make sure that you complete each different section and get all the Pokemon that are available in that section. And I don't know what the, if it's just random, like that determines how you, which ones turn into little dolls for you to pick up, or if you just hit them with really powerful attacks. That, I, believe, that, I believe that's random. The one they man. turn into the toys you pick up. Yeah. I uh, definitely bought the orange hoodie in the shop, and I put that on. Oh, Lord. (laughs) That is like zero surprise right there. Well, you get coins, right? And then you get the the diamonds. And I don't think I've I've spent any diamonds yet. But, yeah, I I really love... Besides buying balloons. I bought balloons with diamonds. Yeah. I really love the arcadey nature of it of you know, like you hit some Pokemon, you get one coin, you hit you do different combos and you get like ten coins out of it. And it's just like such a like quick hit response and it's so random that you know it's just fun to to see what you're gonna get as you go. You you can't calculate too much. You kinda just have to run up to things and attack them. Yeah, it's a pretty good game for like watching T V in the background and just because it doesn't take that much of your focus. And also, most of the levels are like two, three minutes. They're pretty short. Yeah. So far. So far as I've seen. <laughs> yeah, so far. Have you guys played any of the Rumble games in the past? I played the original Rumble on Wii. Because that was also, like, they had a free downloadable demo. And I was at my mom's house, and I just got it. Um, but there was one where you had to, like, shake the Wiimote, I think. And it may have been the original one, and anything that requires shaking the Wiimote, I immediately stopped playing. Just because, I, no. I'll press buttons, but I'm not going to jiggle my hands up and down. That's fair. That's fair. Vince, do you play any of the other Rumbles in the past? Uh, I actually played the Pokemon Rumble Blast for the 3DS. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Um, that was, I think, one of my first 3DS games. and I just got bored with that one very quickly. 
it hasn't happened on this one yet. So, how would you say that it's different from Rumble World? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, I mean, the gameplay feels almost identical. I don't remember any differences there. It was just going along um, and not being able to choose which stage you go to. I think you just went from one stage to the next. Oh, no way bueno. now. Story mode. Yeah, the the one for the Wii, you can you can choose like I want to go to the electric factory, I want to go to the grassy fields. Yeah, M- much like this one where you choose your balloon that takes you to the type of area. Because then you can plan for like you know I'm bringing this Pokemon, which should technically be super effective against the Pokemon that I'm going to find in that particular area. Um, and then you find out that it only knows a normal type move, and you you wasted all your time. Um, I also like that there's like a time delay if you if you realize that you need to switch out your Pokemon that there's like a few seconds where the enemy Pokemon can continue to attack your Pokemon that you have in play, so you really have to like time that and be and get yourself to a safe spot before you switch Pokemon out. It makes it a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I played uh, the Pokemon Rumble on Wii U. That's what the like. Amiibos before they were Amiibos. And that was very... There was like an adventure mode. You couldn't really choose like levels. It was... Well, I mean, you could go back to levels. But from, my, from what I remember, it was just kind of very linear. And the other annoying part was when you scanned in like your little Amiibo. It, if you left the game and came back, you had to rescan them all in again. Like you just didn't remember that you scanned them. It didn't store the information up anywhere? No. It was it was like, here is Mewtwo. This is what he does. You can use him. But if you leave the game and come back, you have to... Rescan Mewtwo. Yep. Wow. And that was on the Wii U. Yeah. It has yeah. like a hard drive. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think the characters, because they're, they're very, very tiny compared to Amiibos. I don't think they actually remembered any data. I think they just... Sense, Just like identifiers, yeah. yeah. But they're cool. Apparently, those figures are really hard to find now. The Pokemon Rumble ones. So that's kind of cool, I guess, for those who still have it. Uh, I think that's all we got for Pokemon Rumble World. It kind of. I seemed... do recommend playing it. I do. I I think people should get it and try it. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's free. So what is what does it hurt? And if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably clear you like Pokemon. So. I'm not sure what your excuse would be not to not to download it. Unless you just hate it, unless you played all three Rumbles in the past and you hated all of them, because this is really not that <laughs> different. No, no, if you played all the Rumbles in the past, that means that you like still hold out hope, because every time <laughs> one comes out, you just buy it. That's well, right. here's one you can have for free, and, and you might like it. The, the time may come, may have come. That's right. Oh. Well, I'm sure there will be uh, more downloadable Pokemon for the game, and the Bulbapedia page for Pokemon Rumble World makes it seem like there are uh, other downloadable things via the code system. So that's yeah, cool. I just saw a code for a Chansey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they work yet or not, but they, they exist on the Bulbapedia page for what, what it's worth. And we haven't gotten anything for Pokemon Shuffle in a while, so I'm assuming this week or next week we're going to get another update of either special stages or another tournament stage. 
I can't handle more stages. I'm stuck on 165. Oh. Uh, the the last the last one in the main story is Mega Aerodactyl, and then it finishes. What number is that? Uh, I can't remember, but I know you have to be close to the end of the first part. Where are you, Mega Gengar? Yeah, did you, Mecha Gengar. Did you do Mega Altaria? Did Mecha Altaria, yes. Okay, I'm trying to think of what Megas are after Mega Gengar. Because I know Melodic ends, and then they added, I think, 14 stages, which is from uh, Melodic to Mega Aerodactyl. And then Mega Aerodactyl, it ends again. But you have to be close, because I know you need like 150 S ranks for Mewtwo to appear. And if you're at 165... All right, 180. 180 is oh. Mega Aerodactyl, so I have 15 more to go. Oh, okay. But so, wait, there's no Onyx on this list. Maybe it's not updated, because Onyx is, Onyx is like 4 or 5 before the end, before Melodic. Nope. I spe- I spe- oh, wait, it's not updated. You're right. I spent a bunch correct. of uh, coins to beat Melodic, and then I realized there was nothing after Melodic, and I was like, oh, I could have just not beat it because it didn't matter. I guess now it does, but when I originally beat Melodic, it definitely didn't. Yeah, somebody needs to go to Bulbapedia and update this page. Slacking on the Bulbapedia. Let's, uh, let's move into item of the week. Um, this week's item of the week is the Sableye Pokey Plush standard size, twelve ninety nine, five out of five Pokeballs. It is one of the best sellers, along with the Rayquaza nine inch plush, which I'm not saying that we we've influenced people's decision, but it is a bestseller after our podcast about the Rayquaza nine inch plush. We're just boosting Pokemon Center sales here. Uh, Sableye Poke Plush, dark and ghostly. Sableye is a nocturnal Pokemon and just a little bit spooky. In the world of Pokemon, a Sableye lives in caves and caverns and eats gemstones. At your house, it's likely to have much of a nicer home than a dark cave. <laughs> That's a bold statement to make. <laughs> Because I will tell you what, a dark cave is a hell of a lot nicer than my house. (laughs) Uh, uh, Features. Will, do you want to read the features? Sure. A popular character from the world of Pokemon. This is true. Standard plush size. I will have to assume that's true. Pokemon Center original. I would imagine it's also true. Sableye at the ready. That's not really a feature. And he kind of looks like he's just sitting there. I don't know. He doesn't look like he's ready to do anything. Well, maybe kind of. His hands are up. Sableye. Do you think like the the copywriter has like a bullet point quota to hit? Yep. Must have four features. All stuffed animals must have four features. Do not climb trees with your Sableye. Sableyes do not like to climb trees. <laughs> Uh, recommended for four years and up, made in China. Vince, have you ordered anything from PokemonCenter.com? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. Um, I've had one item imported from the Japanese one, but nothing from the U.S. one. What did you get imported? Uh, the substitute doll. Oh, that's oh, so cool. Oh, those are the mm-hmm. best. Dang, yep. I'm so <sighs> jealous. 
you got to get one of those, and then you put when you go out for lunch at work, you put it on your chair at work, <laughs> and then your boss comes in and gives the substitute doll all kinds of work to do, and you're like, ha ha, I don't have to do that work because that substitute soaked up all the damage. Substitute doll. Dang. I remember when I first saw the substitute doll existed and I went to, I think I went to eBay and they were like 50 to $60 and I was like, nope, not not paying that much for a plush. Yeah. Actually, here. you know, the pricing on this Sableye is, is reasonable compared to other stuffed animals we've seen from the Pokemon Center. Yeah, it's only it was, $13. Yeah, it's only $13. It's uh, 7 inches tall, so it's not like it's a smaller... I mean, according to the description, it is a standard size plush. Yeah, but it's no 9-inch Rayquaza. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I feel like if the substitute plush came to Pokemon Center, I would I would make that purchase instantly. I believe I would as well. And I don't even like stuffed animals. <laughs> so 5 out of 5 Pokeballs in the... Pokemon Center store. We'll just read three of them here. Uh, do you guys all want? Do you guys want to read one, or you want me to go through all three? You can get started, and we'll see if we want to swap in. All right. So this is five out of five, titled "Ah, So Cute" by Holly A, Missouri. This little guy is the best. He is made of very soft fabric in the most wonderful shade of purple that is very accurate to its in-game appearance. His gems are made of hard, shiny material. And the fabric that, and the fabric over them is some sort of shiny mesh stuff. Overall, it makes the gems look absolutely fantastic in person. I'm not entirely sure if the gems are glued on or stitched on, but I wouldn't try pulling them off to see if they would come off. That is, I don't recommend for him. I don't recommend him for small children. His pose is also fantastic. He would work really well sitting on the edge of a desk with his feet hanging off. Overall, I can't recommend him enough. He's a Sableye lover's dream. Definitely pick him up if you're a fan of dark slash ghosts slash Sableyes. What other kind of Sableyes are there? <laughs> They're all dark ghosts. And why, why does she assume it's a dude? That could be a girl Sableye. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I mean maybe well, I she just say- knew when she opened the box that this was a little dude for Ooh, her. I guess. Maybe like a baby chicken or something. I always forget that Sableye has multiple gems, like on the back as well. I usually just see the one in the front. Yeah, you never see his back normally. I don't see that. That would keep me from buying this because they're not, uh, they're off-centered. They're supposed to be. They're they're not symmetric. I don't want non-symmetric things in my life. Thank you. Whether they're supposed to be or not. Every every Sableye is unique with their gems. I feel like in the video game you can't see the gems on the back. Except when you're looking at the back of your sable eye. Yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. I guess I've only seen the front of sable eye because I'm never actually using sable eye. Well, that's your mistake, man. Prankster sable eye will get you through some stuff. <laughs> get you through some dark caves. <laughs> no, through some fields of psychic dealies. All right, you want me to keep going with these reviews? Can I, can we hear from the hex maniac, please? Yeah, I can I can hex maniac it up here. Five out of five, fantastic phantom friend by Callie Hunt. That's what we call alliteration, even though it started with PH. <laughs> oh, the FFF. There you go, Callie Hunt, hex mechanic, ma- mechanic, <laughs> hex mechanic, hex maniac. Nice. 
My Sableye plush arrived on April's Fool's Day. Kind of ironic since Pokemon itself looked quite mischievous. And although the box was a little damaged, the plush was not harmed. Gremlin, as I dubbed the plush, is very sturdy, and I love how the the gems were done on him. This is a very wonderful plush toy, and I would recommend it to anyone, especially fans of ghosts or dark-type Pokemon. (laughs) What is this obsession with his typing? (laughs) It's typing. Poor Sableye. Dude. I like the mindset that if you like one ghost or dark-type Pokemon, you must love all other ghost or dark type pokemon uh, i think it's it's more they're saying it's like if you if you're a lover of the ghost type then you must love sableye as well although i think sableye is the least ghostly of the ghost types i would agree if you think about it, he doesn't float around in the air and go like I feel that like he's also a solid piece of mass and when i think With of gems, ghosts, yeah i think of like going through a ghost or the ghost going through you that's true some Harry Potter stuff right there. Are we are we are we keeping going with the reviews? Yeah, here? I don't want you to read. I don't want you to read Fritz. I want you to read the one after Fritz. That's what I was. Uh, I mean, Fritz. Fritz is pretty pretty basic review. Nothing nothing special. Basic Fritz. You're basic. Try harder next time, bud. <laughs> you didn't make the cut, Fritz. Five out of five. Great for any Pokemon fan. By reviewer Shiny Sableye Seventeen. I think that's kind of cheating for a Sableye to review itself. <laughs> and especially, I can say it's probably going to be a negative review because this is a shiny Sableye, and it's going to be like, well, I wish this stuffed animal was a, a shiny, but not le- shiny like me, but I guess <laughs> all the Sableyes can't be shiny. Please read and let us know what it says. Spoilers. Sableye. <laughs> Sableye is my favorite Pokemon of all time, and I was so excited when I saw a Sableye plush for sale. My birthday was in a few days. So my parents bought it for me, and it arrived sooner than expected. It's very soft, but the ruby on its belly was a little bit lower than it should be. But who cares? It's awesome, and I highly recommend it, especially for Sableye fans. And that is legit, right? I'm a fan of Sableye. I'm going to get a Sableye stuffed animal. Uh, But here's my deal. Parents of the world, and I will never have children. (laughs) So take my advice with a grain of salt. But if your child's birthday present uh, arrives early, unless you are made of money, you put that present someplace and you make that kid wait until their actual <laughs> birthday to give it to them. So they're not walking around bragging saying, I pulled one over on my mom and dad. My Sableye came in early and they gave it to me. So it's not really counting as a birthday present and they have to get me more stuff now because that's what kids do. Do you think it's safe to assume that Shiny Sableye is 17 years old? Or there are 16 Shiny Sableyes in front of... I would, I would say yes. I, or let's see what, Shiny Sableye hmm. was born in 1917. Possibly, but if then if their parents are still around, I'm deeply disturbed. <laughs> I mean, I think my grandma was born in 1917, and my grandma's not with us any longer. Oh, that's so sad. I can imagine if that ruby is placed lower, how disappointing that would be. <laughs> I mean, but who cares? <laughs> who cares? I know. Uh, this is a pretty legit Sableye plush, though. Yeah, I think, it looks I think, great. I think it's one of the cooler ones. 
Well, it's a must-have for Sableye fans. Very true. <laughs> must-have. If and you there love are a lot, there Goth are a lot Slash, of... Ghost Slash, Goth. You love Ghost you, Slash Dark. You love Goths, The Cure, <laughs> emo music. <laughs> you must get Sableye. <laughs> do people even still do Goth? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe hardcore Sableye lovers do. Probably. Minnesota Sableye lovers doing that, living the goth lifestyle. I do like the pose of my, of the Sableye. I think, uh, who was it? The Cali Hunt hex mechanic said it could uh, sit off the edge of a desk or true, shelf. True. Yep. Does does look like that in the images. Well, because it looks like it's sitting. Yeah. And that's how I prefer my stuffed animals, seated on a desk <laughs> or shelf. As they should be sitting down, not moving. As my my stuffed Cyndaquil is actually sitting on a shelf right now. I can see it. Yeah, but it is. It, it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but it is bigger than standard size Pokey plush. No, I believe it is standard size. Is it? Is bigger yeah. than three point five inches wide, seven point five inches tall, seven inches long. I would say it is exactly those same dimensions. <laughs> All right, fair. You know what else is fair is us taking a break. And when we come back, we have Pokemon of the Week for you. Hello, it's Super Effective listeners. This is the part of the show where I advertise something, something from Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to you guys, our listeners, of It's Super Effective. With your free Audible trial, you could download Super Mario, How Nintendo Conquered America. Jeff Ryan shares the story about how this Japanese company found success in American markets. Lawsuits, Hollywood, die-hard fans, and face-offs with Sony and Microsoft are all part of the drama. It's hard to believe that Nintendo has continually set the standard for video game innovation in America starting in 1981 with a plucky hero who jumped over barrels to save a girl from an ape. To download the Super Mario audiobook or any other audiobook at Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash pkmncast. Again, that's audibletrial.com p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t for your free audiobook. That was super corny. Ad over right now. Go to audibletrial.com slash And we are back from our break, and Will, actually on our break, was saying how he's been listening to uh, all the episodes from one to now in order. Yes, not because I want to, but because I have to. No one is forcing you. Uh, Yes, there is someone forcing me. It's called my OCD, and if any podcast appears on my phone, I must listen to it. And like magic, 165 episodes of Pokemon Podcast, it's super effective, showed up on my phone like a week and a half ago. Well, let's, let's, get, some, let's get some Will history here. Now, you started appearing on the show, what, around episode 90? Uh, 70, actually, I think. Okay. It's 70, 70 or 80, something like that. And, and you, when did you start listening to the show? Uh, maybe about episode 35. Okay. So you've never heard the first, like, 30. No, that is correct. I am not one of those people that when I start listening to a new podcast, I go back to the first episode and listen to it in order, unless that's forced upon me. 
Yeah, so that yes, would sound those the same. those those early Aaron Sprig goofs, <laughs> I, I had completely missed out on. All right, that's fair. Are you enjoying the first thirty? I mean, they're probably pretty bad. Um, I it's just creating more questions for me than I had previously. Like, where did all these people go? <laughs> where, where, where were the massive layoffs in, in super effective history that caused these people to disappear? I mean, I the only one who I know is still alive is Aaron. And and actually, Tim was on an early episode, and I've met Tim in person. So I know he's still around, but what happened to Brown Kid? <laughs> uh, he still runs uh, Elbotus. That's he, true. That's right, true. I, I remember he uh, he moved his uh, site from Tumblr to WordPress for whatever reason. No, yeah. people you know, like different platforms. It's 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 funny that you say that because the show is almost five years old, and you think about the people who were on very early on, and to the people who are on now, and so much so much changes in five years. Uh, yeah, I actually know a few things about Pokemon as compared to the you folks in the first few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was breaking uncharted territory back then. True, true. Oh, I'm about to get pink slipped, man. <laughs> was your worry of like you listening to these early episodes and like seeing new people come in and old people leaving? You're like, that's gonna be me one day. Uh, I knew that from day one that that was going to be me. <laughs> See, that's, why we, that's why we have Vince here. <laughs> I could be a replacement. We're planting uh, the seeds early. No, I think uh, Logan is probably gunning for my spot. Hmm. Logan's been on like four or five episodes, I think. Yep. Nothing more than that. Vince, though, we'll has see. a very good radio voice going on. That's true. That's true. Much better than me. Thank you. I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> Is this how it all happens? Is this how it starts? <laughs> Could be. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon of the week. Uh, I don't know if we we might have done this Pokemon of the week like ninety some episodes ago, but uh, this week's Pokemon of the week is Maractus, the cactus Pokemon, as they say. Uh, main reason for this Pokemon of the Week is because I had uh, I had somebody contact me on Twitter and ask for the Maractus I used to participate in the 2012 uh, VGCs, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I uh, I ran a competitive Maractus when Gen 5 first came out, and I found my Maractus in my Pokemon bank, which I had to renew, 499 and I found the moveset and everything. So I feel like without Travis, because normally we don't run Pokemon of the Week without Travis, because he's, he's our competitive asset to the team. And as soon as we find somebody who is more competitive than Travis, he gets the axe. Gets the boot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Keep Travis for a little bit. Uh, so I have the moveset of the competitive tra- uh, Maractus I ran. And uh, we'll, we'll go. I, it, could ch- it could have changed, but uh, we'll go with that for now. Uh, if you guys don't know Maractus, he is a cactus-like Pokemon with large ear-like extensions. These extensions feature dark green spiky arrangements at the base, yellow spikes further up, and flowers with pink petals and yellow centers at the top. 
It has a yellow spike on its head, yellow eyes, and a spiky looking mouth. Other dark green spiky arrangements adorn its neck. The wrist of its yellow fingered arms and its base. Its base features further such green spikes arranged in a five pointed star. When Maractus moves its body ryth rhythmically, it emits sounds reminiscent of maracas being played. This allows Maractus to produce up-tempo songs and dances that it can use to scare away its predators. Maractus live in regions and dry desert-like areas. Well, they actually only live in one place. All right? Can you find them anyplace else other than Desert Resort? Are we talking auras or are we talking other generation? Um, well, they've only been around in three versions now. Black and, well, four. Uh, yeah, no. They're only in the wild in the desert resort. Otherwise, it's Friend Safari or Mirage Island. So, super rare, hard to get Pokemon that's basically based on the Mawile, Buneary, Lopunny template, big ears, standard body. Well, what is Maractus? One of three Cactus Pokemons, the other ones being, uh, Cacturn. Cacturn and Cacnea. Yeah. So if you, let's see here, if you were curious of running a competitive Maractus, I think it's possible. I was able to beat the current VGC champion with my Maractus at the time. Not that I was competing, it was just we were talking and then he asked the battle and I was able to beat him. And he said, wow, you used a Maractus, that was really cool. And I said, thanks, too bad I lost earlier in the day. Yeah, uh, you just had some bad predictions. Yeah. It was a jealous scent that took me out back in 2012. So uh, base stats here, 461. Highest stat being special attack. Uh, lowest stat being speed. Um, so I would probably redo my Maractus again. I think my IVs were put into defense and special defense. And I'm not sure what else. But uh, I probably would have put that into... Uh, HP, as uh, Travis has told us, HP is better than defense and special defense. Yeah. But uh, the moves it ran was Giga Drain, Leech Seed, Cotton Guard, and Protect. And the nature was Calm, and the ability was Water Absorb. And so what I did... So Maractus has three abilities, Water Absorb, Chlorophyll, or Storm Drain. And I was asked why water absorb over storm drain. And the reason I ran that is because I would run a water Pokemon with Surf. And if you surfed, it hit everyone, including Maractus, and that would restore Maractus's health. And that way Maractus could set up um, a couple Cotton Guards and uh, hopefully a Leech Seed. And then you can just keep getting health. And then... With Giga Drain being a strong, special attacking grass type move, you get the stab, you get the the stab and the bonus on that, as well as getting more health back. And I forgot what item I ran. I might have, I can't, rem I'm, I don't think it was leftovers. I can't remember a good item, but uh, hmm, yeah, give it a life orb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> life orb for the one attacking choice, move. Cho choice specs. No, don't give it a choice item if you're planning on doing multiple things with it. More than just cotton guarding. Oh, man. Yeah, well, you only need to set up uh, two cotton guards, and then you're pretty much 
a defensive machine when it comes to, I believe, Cotton Guard prevents against physical attacks. Let's see. Maybe. Cotton Guard raises the user's defense by three stages. Yeah, so you only yeah. need to do it twice. And at the time, in 2012 VGCs, everything was very physical. There was barely any special attackers. Boy, this guy's got nothing against fire types, does he? That's too bad. You talking about Maractus? Yeah. Like, he doesn't have any rock-type moves. He doesn't have any water-type moves. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why guy. you. Uh, that's why you run the water Pokemon with him. Well, I mean, unless you're doing singles. Yeah, he's probably no no good for singles. But nobody does singles anyways, do they? I don't think so. I mean, no one super, super competitive, as in like official competitive. I'm sure there are people who are singles only, but they'll never get their, their VGC shine going that route. Watch next this year's world's championships. It's like, oh, it has to be singles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's strategies to singles that's different than doubles. Yeah. If you get a shiny Maractus, you have yellow flowers and purple highlights instead of pink flowers and green highlights, which is pretty cool. I mean, I like Maractus. I like that it's happy and it dances around and it sings little songs. What, what more could you ask for from your Pokemon? Do you want a sad Pokemon? Well, no. I mean, Maractus is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 461. And that's probably the only unique thing about it. <laughs> uh, Maractus shares its species with Cacnea. They're both known as the Cactus Pokemon. Yeah, the other trivia are pretty pretty basic. That's Maractus for you. There you go. Whoa, what is Petal Blizzard? I've never heard of that move. Uh, is it a real move? Let's see here. Uh, it says Pokemon can learn it. Floet and Flababy can learn it. Petal Blizzard does damage to all adjacent Pokemon, including allies. In Horde Counters, it will target all opponents. Petal Blizzard will also destroy grassy patches found in battleground, the background of battles. So it's basically the grass surf. Yeah, it was introduced in Gen 6. Yeah, that's why you hadn't seen it. That's why you didn't use it on your Maractus. That's right. Uh, it does 90 damage, 100% accuracy. Well, that's physical. Maractus is a special attacker. I like that the last move it learns is after you. <laughs> after you. The target will move next on the current turn, ignoring priority. If the target has already moved on the same turn, after you fails. Yeah. Kind of, kind of useless unless you really plan it out. Yeah, it seems like a pretty useless move. Uh, Vince, you're not a competitive battler, are you? Uh, no, not anymore. I was back in the day, but well, what were you competitive com- competitive battling with back in the day? A uh, wish cash that knew Fisher? <laughs> uh, no, probably my favorite competitive Pokemon were uh, Umbreon and Togekiss. I, I I had a Togekiss with uh, the what did they call it the 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 follow the finger or something like that. Follow, follow me. me. Taunt? Yeah. No, not taunt. <laughs> yeah, Togekiss with follow the finger so that uh, you could get a trick room in. And and that was pretty sweet. Are, uh, yeah, just throw more questions at Vince here. Are you, are you one that tries to catch them all? Uh, no. Um, but in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, I felt the need to complete the regional Pokedex for some reason. Normally I don't care about that. 
Because it gives you a sense of satisfaction yeah. of a job well done. That's true. So there's your reason. If you if you ever want to complete the full Pokedex, I, I got one. So you I got a full Pokedex? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. The only Pokemon I do not own for myself is Manaphy. Huh. I had a really cool Pokemon experience when I, because I haven't. The last time I accessed my Pokemon bank is when I moved all my Pokemon from Black and White and Black and White Two into the bank. I don't think I. I don't think I accessed it all for Auras, but I had to renew my Pokemon bank to look at my Maractus that I had in there. And it was just like a really cool feeling of not seeing all the Pokemon I had stored up for such a long time and like going through the the boxes and being like, oh yeah, I remember that and I remember that. Because I have a box of all like Pokemon that were competitively trained at one point and then I have a box of all my legendaries and then I have a box of just like exclusive event Pokemon like Ash's Pikachu that was available at Toys R Us and then the Scraggy that was available at the 2012 Worlds. So it was just like a cool feeling of like almost like going looking at a photo album of photos of you several years ago. It was like that feeling of like I remember all of this. Yeah, I, I, I do the same thing because, you know, Justin uh, from Strident Radio makes all my teams and then we come up with a, a theme for naming the Pokemon. So I can just, you know, look at the Pokemon names and I know which team it was that he built for me. Yeah, that's really cool. Also based off Pokemon Bank, if you haven't gotten Pokemon Bank or you haven't renewed, when you do, you do get the three, the three starter Pokemon as a free download. I can't remember what three they are, though. Is it? Is it? Sceptile, Marshtop, and Blaziken? No, I think it's Feraligator. Oh, yeah. Other dude. Typhlosion. <laughs> yes. And Meganium. <laughs> Meganium. <laughs> yeah, you do get those uh, those three free downloaded. Yep, and they all have their hidden ability. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I think that's all we got for a show, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. Nope. Not this week. All right. All right. Before I forget, because I always do at the end of the show, today is the recording this on Sunday the 19th. It should go live by the end of the day, Sunday the 19th. But on in exactly one week, next Sunday, I will be at C2E2, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. On Sunday at 1.30, I will be speaking about Pokemon. I don't know what the room number is. I don't know if they gave me the room number, but I'll post it on our probably our Facebook, make a little Facebook event. So if you are in the Chicago area next Sunday and you're going to see Tui 2, uh, you should come see me speak live about Pokemon in front of a bunch of people. Although I don't know how many people will be in my room because my panel is going on at the same time as the Game of Thrones panel. Game of Thrones? Who watches that boring show? (laughs) I feel like Game of Thrones is really popular, and I feel like I'm at a disadvantage being scheduled at the same time as it, but maybe maybe those two fandoms don't cross as much as as they might cross. Mm. Who knows? Uh, So you got a choice. Either me or Game of Thrones uh, next Sunday at 1.30. There will probably be less killing and beheading in my panel. I can probably confirm that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, next week. Uh, other than that, uh, Will, where can they find you? Uh, just find me on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. I think I think we'll just leave it at that. And then if you want to know more about me, just ask. Just ask. Yep. 
And uh, Vince, where can they find you if you want to be found? Twitter.com slash waffle soup. Mm, delicious waffle soup. It's my favorite mm. kind of soup. You take the waffles and you smash them up and then you just fill the bowl with maple syrup and put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. So good. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know I'm, if you're being serious or not. I'm wicked hungry right now. I'm really hungry. I want some waffle soup. <laughs> do you do you make your waffle soup with Belgian waffles, with Eggo waffles, or do you like home cook like the? I don't want to call it bake because you use a waffle iron to make them. Do you do you or do you like do it that way? Uh, we use a waffle iron. All right, and what kind of do you use? Canadian maple syrup for the soupy part, or? <laughs> Do you, do you stay American, or do you like veer off into like honey and stuff like that? Just the Mrs. Buttersmith stuff. And Mrs. Butterworths. Butterworth. And, uh, <laughs> do you uh, do you fruit your waffles? Fruit? Do you fruit your waffles? No. Okay, so you don't mix like blueberries into the batter to get blueberry waffles, or or none none of that biz. It's just pure bread, wheat flavored sugar waffles mm. plain regular waffles i mean i, I like waffles some, i could go for some waffle soup with bananas sliced in them and some whipped cream on top i'm not gonna lie i like uh i like french toast more than waffles though i mean yeah i mean waffles have that crisp exterior all around and french toast kind of just has like on the crusty part hmm and i think french toast absorbs more syrup than a waffle will Right, like waffles have that thick barrier to keep the syrup out. <laughs> it collects the syrup in the pockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the... But the French toast like absorbs the syrup. And if here's here's a, a life hack for everybody, um, which I I rediscovered uh, last Monday night when I went out to dinner. Uh, if you ever want to have French toast for dinner, and and you know it's like not on the breakfast me- or not on the dinner menu, just order a Monte Cristo. That's two slices of French toast with ham and turkey on top with melted Swiss cheese on top. And you still get to put the maple syrup on it. So good. The Monte Cristo. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by the Monte Cristo. (laughs) The Monte Cristo. And you can get a side of waffle soup. (laughs) Man, I am so hungry right now. (laughs) All right. uh, You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, if you care to do so, it, that is at Dragging a Lake. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Pokemon Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PKMNCast. And uh, if you want to be caught up on all the latest Pokemon news, PokemonPodcast.com. You can also send us any emails in, which will be at sbj at PKMNCast.com. Or uh, there's a little contact form button. Just fill out the form. Send us uh, any hate mail or uh, love mail if you care to do so. And finally, we are trying to get to 500 reviews in iTunes by the end of the year. And we are at like we're at a pretty substantial number than last time I talked about this. But we're like four reviews away from being at 405 star reviews. So that'd be pretty cool to do. And yeah, so if you haven't done so already, please review us in iTunes. It'll help us out a lot. And if you don't listen to us in iTunes, we are on SoundCloud. Clearly you're listening to this some way, but if 
if you need an easier way, we are on SoundCloud.com slash PKMNCast, as well as Stitcher Radio. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super Waffles. Super effective. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night. (laughs)